Finally, finally I get to talk about Disco Elysium. Tell us all about it. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a long time. Okay, well, we'll I'll tell, tell us you, the good stuff. I'll tell you regular about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is a video game, it's a role-playing game, and it's very um, unconventional. Uh, I would put it in the realm of a oh boy, well, a Planescape Torment. Although got, we don't want to talk about that because okay. of Chris Avalone. I have no idea what that is. His but... little fingers. Uh, oh boy, that should be programming. Um, but uh, we talked about that last week. So yeah, okay, I know who you're talking about now. Sorry. All right. Just didn't remember his name. I don't want to waste this on you. <laughs> hey. Should, am I going to waste this on no, you? No, please, please well, share. Go do something else, and audience, it's just us now. Disco Elysium is a role-playing game. It is based on its own system, which is called the something system. I can't remember what the system's called because they always call it, give them dumb names. But it's like, <laughs> it's it's different than, um, you know, what you'd expect. It is trying to evoke games like Planescape Torment, um, but it is not. It's more of a thinking and really a role-playing game than it is a hack-slash-shoot type thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, quick uh, plot synopsis. Uh, it's an Estonian game, I'll say. It's a company called uh, Z-A-U-M. I don't know what that stands for. They're very mysterious. Uh, okay. But anyway, uh, you are a cop, and mm-hmm. you wake up in a hotel room that's trashed, and you have no memory, although it's pretty clear that you were having a good time, uh, and you did something. Okay. But I mean, how you lost your memory of everything, like... Right. A player who is starting a role-playing game for the first time, (laughs) you don't know. But there's a lot of pressure on you because it becomes clear that you are in this city that you're in to solve a murder. And you are are not getting into that. Like, you don't know who you are and you've got a murder to solve. Right. And as it goes through, that's the underlying sort of uh, plot, I guess, to it. You know, the objective. But it is a game that, uh, in its uh, nameless system... Uh, supports this it is a game that is very much about you creating your character and sort of defining your relationship to the world through the decisions that you make Mm -hmm. and this is the one part that's very similar to Planescape you know in most uh, successful um, PCRPGs uh, your Icewind Dales or your Neverwinter Nights or what have you. You know, you create a character, you can make choices to be good or evil, but you are going to serve the role of the story that they've made. Right. And it's generally, you know, with Obsidian or whoever's making them, it's you are a, you know, chosen one type character. Okay, right. We've had plenty of those. Yes. In have. this case, you're nobody. <laughs> and the game reminds <laughs> you of that continually. <laughs> and the game is very much about um, sort of representing. Um, philosophies, political philosophies, mm-hmm. uh, personal philosophies, uh, social theory, but with praxis. It's all about what you do, your choices. So instead yeah, of just writing a bio for yourself that's like, oh, I uh, love bunnies, but I kick dogs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the game and you pet a bunny and you kick a dog, then the game's like, you're a dog hater, aren't you? <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Screw these dogs. They can run the place or, or whatever. And then you can basically like opt in to being dog hater and that will give you benefits or sure. uh, detractions, you know, based on what you do. 
And it's to the point where it's even where you're you're the main, 99% of the game is you interacting with a bunch of people who are not interested really in interacting with you. And so the way that you react to them mm-hmm. defines who you are. Sure. And so coming in, I knew that I would be, um, I knew that I wanted to play it like, uh, and the game already sort of uh, maybe suggests this or uh, kind of knows at least where I was going in that it's called Disco Elysium. So I'm going to be like, I'm a cool, you know, 70s. I'm one of the guys from the Beastie Boys sabotage video cop, you know, and I'm coming in here and it's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm uh-huh. a loose cannon. Right. And I try to play like that. But also I am a real cuck when it comes to like role playing games. I always play the good side. Uh, I'm always trying to help every single little person. And I'm always trying to like smooth things over and everybody is angry in this game and everybody has something that they want to do to you or whatever. And so I found myself apologizing a lot because especially the game, you know, puts you the game like goes in real time. Not exact real time, but, you know, slow minutes and hours that. Sure. A day lasts a long time. Yeah. And um, and, you know, things that you do have to be done at a certain time. Like the longer you put things off or, or things like that can affect the game sure. as well. That makes sense. So I was going through and I'm like, everybody's mad at you because you went on this huge bender the night before. So I found myself doing a lot of apologizing just to smooth things over. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where, oh, I forgot to mention, your character is like totally insane and is it talks to himself and he's got all these voices that uh-huh. like tell him what to do or like criticize him. I mean, it could just be an inner dialogue or an inner monologue, I suppose. Sure. I think dialogue was right. But <laughs> but they're aggressive. And so I was apologizing to everybody. And as I walked away from this last conversation, my mind's like, boy, you sure apologize a lot. You're you're a little you're a little bitch, aren't you? You love to apologize. You're a sorry cop. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not a sorry cop. <laughs> and before you get all these labels, it gives you a chance to kind of opt out of these labels. And so I was like, no, this is I'm going to take this as like a ludonarrative consonance instead of dissonance and say this is the wake up call to myself that I am not going to apologize to everybody in this game. I'm supposed to be disco cop. Right. And so I said, no. And then I'm sure the next interaction, like I found myself on the back foot because I wasn't, you know. Apologize. What I should have done. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, There's weird. um, There's weird uh, attributes. You only get four attributes. Okay. Like your mental, your physical, your quickness, and your talkiness. And I decided to have no physical really at all because I was. I'm a detective. I'm gonna have observation, and I'm gonna talk to people and sort of you know get the information out of them. Sure. But. There are like there's like harmful sensation in the game. Like there is some memory that you're repressing, and you can okay. interact with things that will physically damage you due to, you know, stress and okay. stuff. So every time I interact with one of those things, I only have one hit point. So I immediately begin to literally die when I see these things. Wow! And so you have to like scarf down a, a first aid pill or, or something like that. Is that something that you the the game gives you any hint of before you? Uh, pick your attribute points, or do you just no. you, you you don't know how important? No, there's four attributes, are. and then okay. there's like seven or eight skills for each attribute. But just for fun, they're sort of swapped around. So you'd think that all the talking skills, um, you know, arguing with somebody with logic or sure. you know threatening them, influencing them, would all be under um, how you social skill, how you relate to people. Yeah, but they're not. Oh. So for some reason, like logic is under like physical or something like that. you're kidding I, no, me I, I think it's under intellect but there's there's something so i thought that i would be able to do all these things but some of them are under physical i also had to dump really? intellect a little bit because they do not give you a lot of points like i think the point is kind of 
that, you know, you're not a Superman. Right. And so I found myself huh. unable to take the tack that I wanted to take in a lot of situations. And it's frustrating, but that's all part of the thing. Huh, sure. And I could go on about this forever. I'll mention two things. One, there's a big political aspect to the game, specifically in they didn't pick a cop just because it's a way into a mystery and a story. Or a murder they, mystery. Mm-hmm. Right. They picked a cop because th- they want you to think about the way that cops interact with people. Okay. There's a game. There's sure. two games actually. There's a uh, this is the police one and two, which are games that are very critical of the police huh. and the way that you um, interact with citizenry and the way they interact with you. And the game and your voices are very honest with you about how like you're a cop, they have to do this, or like go ask that person something. What are they going to do? Say no to a cop. Mm-hmm. And so the way that you play a cop can be. Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily. I don't know. I think you can unconsciously reveal things about how you see the constabulary and their responsibility to people, which is pretty effing important right now. Yeah, I think think it absolutely is. Uh, And there's a, and it's also, I think it's uh, I I think it's a socialist and communist game too as well. Oh, (laughs) okay. But it isn't, uh, it isn't cheating and making the socialists heroes. The town that you're in, there is a conflict between the union and the company that owns this, dock it's a shipping yard basically sure and you think well the union guys are the heroes they're defending themselves the corporation sucks but you go to the corporate lady and yeah she has interest in her company but she's like nice and she helps you get a lot of your information you know back about the world sure you go to the union the union boss is just openly corrupt and then (laughs) the union uh workers the dock workers yeah probably committed this murder that you're trying to solve okay and they're totally they're a gang basically and so the game is asking you constantly like whether you support their cause or these they just want a handout or, or whatever it is and uh-huh. um i think it's i think there's a right answer but it doesn't show its cards it lets you decide <laughs> okay, and then the sure. last thing i want to say is it's got the world building of a planescape torment uh-huh. it is you know, you are a human being uh, with pants, <laughs> and it's you know <laughs> you are recognizable as a person. Yeah. But it takes place in a completely different world that's not. I don't want to say it's like space, but it's not Earth, or it's an alternate Earth. And so there are countries, and there they talk about wars and monarchs, and they 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 have also developed capitalism, communism, sure. all these things. But right. it is not Earth, and it's it, not would, our world. Yeah, yeah, and I would call I would call it junky steampunk. You know, it's not um, junky steampunk. Yeah, it's not. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, it's not brass and top hats necessarily, but everything has a more chunkier, less iPod streamlined feel to its technology. Um, Taking a picture with a camera is a really complicated process where you have to like sprinkle something on a thing and then you use a tube uh, that's full of powder to it's just I don't know. It's strange. And like the cars are electric, but they have like a coil in them that does something uh and then like i said like there's you learn about the history of the region and it's all just it's all just made up somebody just sat down and just made a bunch of stuff up wow. and it's i would totally read a book about this but i won't have to because they're making a tv show out of it uh, that's right yeah i think you told me that tell me more about do you, what do you know about the tv show? i don't really know anything about the tv show okay um i know that you know it's on uh pc right now the um the game 
Uh, you can also get it on Mac, and it's coming out soon on consoles. But I think they oh, really? didn't quite know how successful it was going to be. So when did it the game initially come out? October 2019. Oh wow! So really recently. Yes. So so they initially just did it on on, on computers. Yeah. Uh, and but it's gonna it is gonna get a wider release. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's been pretty pretty popular yes. then. It sounds like. Yep. Uh, and apparently um, there is a. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not the same story, but it's in the same universe. There is a book called um, Sacred and Terrible Air um, from an Estonian writer. It's an Estonian game. Right. Um, good luck finding this book. It's oh, not really? like super widely published. Um, huh. but they, I don't know if they know the guy, but they sort of borrowed the setting. So when I talk about how great the setting is, it's probably Robert Kurvitz, the author um, behind the book. Interesting. So I don't know if the TV show is going to be based on that. Uh, the people who produced the Sonic the Hedgehog movie are working on the show. I don't think they have a deal yet. But okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean. I, I don't know. I have, how could this? How could this make it to the screen intact? Do you know what I mean? TV is about. It would be hard. LCD. And I'm not talking about the screen. I'm talking about. The lowest common denominator, right? Yeah. So there's no way that a bloated, alcoholic, amnesiac detective actually be a great role for Orson Welles, mm. <laughs> right? There, right around Touch of Evil. Yeah, sure. Uh, trying to get those uh, hophead biker gangs and <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston's a Mexican. Um, yeah. And uh, having all these um, leftist like uh, leanings and thoughts and there's no way that that's gonna make it to Hulu, right? There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. But it'll be interesting. Fingers crossed. I mean, I enjoyed the Sonic movie more than I <laughs> yeah. anticipated. Well, Sonic is. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, and Sonic's that's blue. a video game. That's so... a start. We're going to need Sonic to go a little, little more left of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, be the color of a rose. So, I think from what you said, it's really refreshing that to play. Um, just my opinion, to, to be able to play a video game where you're not, like, the chosen one or something like that. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like that doesn't happen that often. You no. know, and, like, you're not that special and you're just another guy. Yeah, you are not special at all. That's in this game. that's kind of really cool. I don't know why there aren't more games like that. Um, maybe from a design perspective, it makes things a little bit more complicated, but I think it makes the world more interesting in a way and like mm-hmm. how you interact with it and everything. Sure. It's it's really what you make of it, which I, it'll be interesting to see how that will. Um, and I hope they, they find some way to translate that to this to uh, TV, to the TV show. Uh, I don't you know, know how they possibly could. I, I don't know. <clears throat> and but... after uh, what we're going to talk about today, uh, I'm not bullish on any kind of adaptation. Yeah. But uh, we'll get to that. Uh, we're talking about things on this, the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Yikon Hana. And we are speaking about all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. Yes. That's what it is. That is what it is. And we're here to talk about some nerdy things today. Yes, we, just we are. Did. Mm-hmm. We just did. Mm-hmm. I recommend this game. Although, you know, actually, I'd like to see how it plays out on PlayStation. You could probably do that, right? Like, this, what do you is, mean? this is a point and clicker. Uh huh. Um, but, well, I've got some other problems with it. But Divinity Original Sin, I feel like, has mostly solved the point and click problem. For the most part. Uh, on console. So, that yeah, part, anyway. That part um, of the problem. Maybe yeah. wait on console. <laughs> I think it, things have been delayed because of COVID, but I'm sure it's it'll come out this year. 
Uh, anyway, forget about that. We're going to talk about the nerd news today, and then we're going to talk about a new show that mm-hmm. seems like a brand new property, but it's not. Not until you do some digging, yeah. And yeah, digging <laughs> or just live my life. Well, okay. And I'll tell All right, you, maybe that wasn't fair. It's not, but yeah, we'll be talking about the new Netflix show Warrior Nun mm-hmm. and what it's based on, the comic book Warrior Nun Ariala. Yes. Which I gave a pass to yeah. in 1994 yeah. when I went to the comic shop. Yeah. Because I saw a nun whose nipples were protruding yep. through her... Her, her habit? Serge uh, habit. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 are, what are habits made out of? That's a really good question. It, it, I don't know. It, I've got no clue. They're, they're um, thick, right? They, they seem like they're Because you don't want... Nipples to come through them, right? Well, I mean, I assume so that like most a nuns wear a bra, but or, yeah, or a twill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? it's yeah, it's not like it's not like cotton or anything like that. No, I mean, no, I don't think nuns wear a bra because it's. I think it's immaterial. Yeah, or it's supposed to be. Right. Maybe I that's guess. what they're going off of. No. Anyway, <laughs> that and the fact that the uh, warrior nun's name was Ariola, which sounded a little bit too much like Ariola to me. Uh, probably not on purpose. We had to give it a pass. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah? We'll save that. That's a tease. Okay. Now that I've read the comic, um, I don't know. (laughs) Talk about that a little later. Yes. And when we do that, we'll talk about bad girls. Yeah. Talking about sad girls. Or angry. They're all angry girls. Yeah. Bad girls are usually angry girls. Yeah. Yeah. More so than sad. Yeah. How are you? You uh, bad, sad, mad? (laughs) Uh, no. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm fine. Um, it's hot. It's yeah. really uncomfortable. There's no way around that. Um, happy 4th of July, I guess. Not um, really. Not really? No, I think we're all kind of taking a break from 4th of July, aren't we? Yeah. Did you, by any chance, see um, the video of all the fireworks in, uh, in L.A.? Uh, I heard about yesterday? it. I heard about it, yeah. Oh my God! You have to check out this video. There, there is. A, uh, I don't want to. There, okay. There's, I don't care. <laughs> there is a pan of the city, and you just—it's just fireworks, 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 fireworks. It's insane. Yeah. And and the the newscasters don't really know what to. They're like, I can't believe people are doing this, and like you could be fined like fifty thousand well, dollars. Uh, and it's like. Yeah, the mayor said, uh, "Don't do fireworks." Yeah, yeah, but they they've said that everywhere, and I I don't know. Uh, I, I just, the tenacity, I don't know, like, why, why? I can't figure out if you enjoyed what you saw or you didn't like it. Um, I'm just, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Um, I'm just amazed <laughs> that that many. Did you start many... this with, with no end in mind? No, I don't oh, know. Okay. I, uh, I don't know why so many people decided to set fireworks off. It, I guess that's what took this me was aback. A, this was communities that did this like it wasn't just you know uh uncle uncle sure. randy okay I mean, coming uh, back right from uh it was organized vegas with right. a bunch of fireworks yeah you know yeah there's a lot of um i don't i mean it's la right but like sherman oaks right like that's right, right. incorporated right yeah i don't really know how it works but i anyway, don't know a lot of those suburbs or whatever you want to call them were like no we're gonna do fireworks so they did it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not going to find all those people, so. Uh, no, that's it's a senior skip day. 
Yeah, right? That's what you do. Right. Did you see in your skip day? I never did. And I kind of. Such a wuss. I never I know, did either. I know. I kind of wish I had. You're listening um, to a podcast hosted by two goody two shoes. You never did either? No. No, but here's the deal. And we've talked about this on the show, but we've been on for like seven years. So mm-hmm. um, here it is again. I was in uh, so many um, programs and I volunteered for so many things that sure. I spent a lot of time, especially like my junior and senior year. I was in class like maybe 50% of the time. Oh. And then the other 50%, I was off doing other things. Okay. All right. And sure. So, so you were at school, but you were doing other stuff. Uh, not always at school. Oh, really? You know, we would leave campus for, um, I did like community education classes at one point, And I don't know why. It's probably just to run out some grant money. But mm-hmm. at one point, um, we were approached by the city to form a, a group, to form a... Um, a council or something like that okay. of uh, high school students uh, and young people to, it was called like the community action panel or something like that. Okay. It was not a or group, but it was not a very good uh, uh, initialism, but, um, <laughs> and the idea was that we were just looking for projects to keep ourselves busy, to try to get other people involved to, for community improvement. Okay. <sighs> Great idea. It sounds like a good taught idea. Taught me a lot about bureaucracy and okay. uh, and city government. Okay. Um, but all we did was we basically the the mall in town, and it was a tiny. Uh, I have a small town. And yeah. It was like a tiny strip mall. Sure. Uh, offered us a uh, an office, like a location where we would actually really? have an office where we could go. And huh. It was formerly a hair salon and had been for like twenty years. Weird. So to get it ready, we had to clean it out. Oh, you had to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that so makes sense. So we had to rip, you know, the sinks off the wall. There was, ha- you know, 20 years of hair in some <gasps> places that we had to take up. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. Uh, we had to, yeah. Um, we installed, like, a drop ceiling and stuff like that. And we, Did like, you guys know how to do that? Did you have anybody show you how to do any of that stuff? Um, I knew how to do that. Huh? I knew how to do that. Okay. But all right. We, we, one of the girls' dads came in and helped us out, too. Okay. Uh, right. And we got it all done. It was all spick and span. We painted it white. It was ready to go. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, actually, I can't uh, offer this to you. Uh, I got a tenant coming in. And it's like, <gasps> oh, okay. So you just exploited us for labor. And after that, the uh, community action panel uh, sort of started to wane. <laughs> Because we were just like, wow. Well, we're just going to get taken advantage of by local business people, which again, that, that that's a horrible. lesson in city politics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's really crappy. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of time doing that and not sitting in trigonometry or whatever it was. So, I never needed a senior skip day. I could get out of class just about any time I wanted. Wow. Like, I mean, you usually had things that you were going to do, but if you wanted to, you could have been like, oh, I got to go work on the the office, doop, 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 like that. But I wouldn't do that. Oh, I know you wouldn't because you were, you were, you were a good kid, good student, so you wouldn't do that. I wasn't, I was an okay student. Okay. What? But, but you were, you were a good kid. You, you wouldn't have done that because that would have been wrong. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) While we're confessing things, Uh because there's not a lot of news this week. You know what Mortal Monday is? No, I've got no idea. Mortal Monday. <laughs> I really want to hear your guesses, but we'll, we'll move ahead. Mortal Monday was the date of the home release of Mortal Kombat on uh, oh, home consoles. It was okay. 1992 or 1993? Okay. I think it was 1993, although I can't, can't be sure. 
but it was it was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. It was advertised as Mortal Monday. Okay. We were all excited about it. We all loved Mortal Kombat. Everybody did. Yeah, sure. And a friend of mine got his hands on Mortal Kombat, or he, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, the point is, is that I, I don't, I can't remember how we did it, but we left school. We got out of school on Mortal Monday. Okay. We got the game and we okay. just played the game. Wow. For the, rest of the day. Okay, sure. And I can't sure. remember I can't remember what it, what the excuse was now that I think about it. <laughs> but I remember playing Mortal and we put the blood code in right away. You got to Yeah. Uh and we're playing Mortal Kombat and I remember the 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 sun, the low angle, you know, early morning or, or uh, late morning, early afternoon sun coming through the window of my friend's room and thinking, I'd never seen that before on a weekday. Uh... And it was glorious. <laughs> Let's talk about the news. Well, are you ready for this week's memorial section? In memoriam? Uh... R.I.P. Never really ready, but let's let's do it. Every single show. I know. Uh, we lost a comedy legend uh, just on June 29th last week. Yes. Uh, Carl Reiner died at the age of 98, just 1,902 years short of 2,000, <laughs> uh, which, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a good run. Um, you know, uh. When you're when you're wow. Paul McCartney and you go, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Uh, that's betting low, right? It that's is betting low. It is betting low. You're but when you right. write a sketch called the 2,000 year old man, uh, you know that's he's swinging for the fences. He is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's doing everything that he can. <laughs> of course, uh, he appeared in uh, films and TV and wrote, uh, you know, for Sid Caesar on your show of shows. Um, He's was uh, on the Dick Di- Dick Van Dyke show. Sure. Um, as Alan, can't remember Alan's last name. Brady. Brady. Okay. You don't hear that name on TV very often, so I, I understand. <laughs> you know, in between sitcoms and football, it's just right? It's not out there, so right? Right. You imagine don't that just... I would forget. And just you know, stayed active for a long time. Of course, he's the father of Rob Reiner, who followed in his footsteps, yes. and was great friends with Mel Brooks and Dick Van Dyke, and mm-hmm. just on and on and on and on. Knew everybody, he's done everything, been everywhere. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah, it's sad. It, it is sad. Know. I just don't know what else to say. Was he friends with uh, Dick Van Dyke before he was on the Dick Van Dyke Show? Do you know? I that's just a random question. I was just curious. Um, I, I got I got no idea, but um, <laughs> you like should I answer? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, clearly, you know, they worked together on the show for a long time. Yeah, and, I know. And right. So you know, I mean, you could work with somebody, say, um, oh, Sterling Hayden and June Joan Cooper, <laughs> be like, well, that's not gonna happen again, right? Uh, right. Or you could work with somebody on a show, and you know, like the Scrubs guys, aren't they so cute? <laughs> They're still friends. All right. There's, yeah. I mean, oh. Okay. All right. There's like, like you, you're saying. There they are, always defend lo- each other over accusations of blackface. <laughs> but let's not soil Carl Reiner's in memoriam segment. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's not. He's married to the same woman for, well, let's say, let's just say they got married in 1943. It's a long time. It's a <laughs> yeah. long, long time. They were married. Sorry, mom and dad. They were married longer than my parents were alive. Wow. 
Well, I mean, the math is kind of fungible. She died in 2008, but, you know. Right. You didn't right. get a new girlfriend. So right. Still married. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's impressive. It, it is impressive. Kid from the Bronx. Yeah. Um, I haven't really watched that much Dick Van Dyke show, to be completely honest. <laughs> you but... just come in. What? Like, like a wrecking ball, but like one with an unhappy face painted on it. <laughs> and just go, let me, let me tell you. I haven't really watched uh, any any of this, so. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Um, uh, but... He was a Jewish kid from yeah. the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was a watchmaker. Okay. It's like, uh, like a watchman or something like that. You know, remember? Watchman? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. not lube man. I mean, you know, how Dr. Manhattan's... Uh, Father was a watchmaker. This is all. Wow. I'm, see, I need to reread. I want to get Watchmen. more honest with the audience about how this show works. I, see how I'm just holding all this up? Do you want to say anything? or Because if, if you don't, then let's just move on. Like, um, I will continue. I am a machine that just makes words. And those words could be good. And those words could be bad. You have to twist the dials. But if your hands are in your pockets and nobody's twisting the dials, we're going to end up talking about making watches and watchmen. <laughs> Uh, just, I don't know. Who I got the watch at the end? All right. I think doing watch work is really intricate stuff. Okay. All right. Well, that's the wrong so, dial. But wh- okay. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's it's just it's just sad. It is and, sad. And um, you know, drink a glass of V eight, uh, both in in his memory, uh, Mel Brooks, but also to you know just keep yourself going. Come on. Yeah. Right. Because Mel Brooks is about the same age. I think he just had his birthday. I think they, um, uh, somebody mentioned recently Mel Brooks just had his birthday. Yeah. It, it, uh, actually, his birthday is June 28th. So it was, what did they do for his birthday party? Oh, boy. I, I don't know. I mean, he can't have a big party right now. <laughs> okay. so What, what <laughs> are you saying? So Carl Reiner died on the 29th and Mel's party was on the 28th. So I was doing a joke where there was, I was proposing like a, a hangover zero type situation where something crazy happened. And then, oh, you know, those oh, movies from oh, like okay. the, uh, the mid two thousands where a bachelor party would kill a stripper and then they've got yeah. to like hide the body. Yeah. 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 It's like a couple of those. Yeah. And then they, we did the feminist flip and the, now the, the women are like killing male strippers. And <laughs> why do any, why do these movies exist at all? That's a fantastic question. I don't have the answer to that. <sighs> gonna, uh, I'm just going to drag you all the way through who, who this show. Who is it for? Right? Just by the long hey. rope, you're coming through this show. Hey. Uh, something about the two lifelong friends, of course, and since, um, you know, their wives are different. Yeah. Uh, and Bancroft died in 2005. Uh, the, for the last years of their lives, they just, like, every night they would just come, one of them would come over to somebody's house They'd order in food and they just watch old movies and tell jokes. And I can't remember who it was. It's probably Jerry Seinfeld or something gross like that. But uh, somebody had some video of this, you know, just like hanging in with these guys. Just hanging out. And they're just, you know, doing cracking jokes at each other and they're doing stuff. And it's just like that would be that's a sitcom right there. That is so incredibly sweet. Mel needs and to like, sell that. Yeah, right? Um, that would be amazing. And I don't know. It's really touching to you know that a friendship can can last that long. And Sunshine be that boys, great. the the twilight years. Sure, right. <laughs> but like funner, funnier than that. Right. Better than that. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a jumping off point. Well, speaking of things in the twilight years, curb your enthusiasm is renewed for the eleventh season. HBO eleven seasons. 
okay, I mean, I know it It took a break for a while, right? Like, uh, did it take another? I, I'm. Let it die. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Not excited about this, huh? Let it die. Why do we need an 11th season? I mean, Ted Danson. Well, not anymore. I guess he needs to work now again. Wow. What were you going to say? Speaking of friends, mm. uh, everything is just going to. We're, we're going to leave every thought half finished because we can't complete any thoughts tonight. Okay. Are Is he really friends with Larry David? I don't know. I guess I, They're that's friends what I've on heard. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I know that you can just run into somebody at Gelson's or something and just, you know, make a friendship out of it or whatever. Sure. But, you know, I was looking at their IMDb's. They've never done anything together. Yeah. Ted Danson might have been on Fridays, like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the one season, well, let's see. It was like 89, right? 88, 89, when uh, Larry David was writing for SNL. So maybe. Cheers was, uh, you know, maybe Ted Danson hosted SNL. Sure. I don't think he was on Seinfeld. But at it's all. just like, you know, you know how it is. Like Hollywood yeah. is just like community theater with a lot more money and a lot more driving. Yeah, right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, you could be friends with anybody, but you're going to meet friends on sets. You're going to meet, you know, you're going to be right. back to the to the JB and what's his name? Uh, Donald Scrubs yeah. situation. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> What are you laughing? Um, the, the Scrubs situation. I don't know. It, that just kind of tickles me um, that you call it that. That's all. I don't know what else to call it. It, no. it feels like a, or a condition to me. It feels like a real something that needs to be treated. Wow. Like people liking Scrubs or their... The existence of it. Oh, wow. that You feel that strongly about it, huh? Um, why are you glaring at me? <laughs> One of us. So sometimes I think I'm I'm too rough on movies and TV shows, uh-huh. entertainment, sure, content, yeah. And then I met you, and I'm like, th- I exist because there has to be somebody to balance out someone like you. Well, I think that's a little harsh. Uh, <laughs> first like, of all, we're going in waves. Um, we almost we almost like you know uh, canceled the show in like April. And then we got kind of better, and now it's back to, I can't stand your face. Hey! (laughs) Um, Right? I think it's, okay, like, I have become, since I've met you, I've become more critical of of, uh, entertainment, specifically TV and film, than I was previously. And, you know, I think more about what I consume and if I like it or not and why I like it or not than I did previously. And yet you watch Um, Sabrina. On Netflix. Hey, back off. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Okay. I, I mean, I, all I was going to say is I watched Scrubs when it was on, and I really liked I'd it. I'd like when to it, defend that choice. And, well, <laughs> I really liked it while it was on. Now, having being having a more critical mindset, I don't know if I would enjoy it as I, much. I watched The Office religiously. Now I know that, that John Krasinski is like a huge like turd. And because he's he sold some great news. He okay. If you want to do a show on who's a turd, we can do a show on who's a turd, <laughs> and I'll I'll bring the stuff. But I don't have my attache with me tonight. Whoa, there's more than that. But I mean, that should tell you something, yeah, isn't I, it? Like I know that's said, not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to hide when you need to make the money and mm. and the deal is public. Then you can't do something shitty and nobody knows about it. So there's been other things. A lot of crew anecdotes about him being a shithead, but okay, doesn't matter. Okay. 
Seth Rogen is going to do a CG movie reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yawn. Okay. Why? Yeah. Um, well, because it's a property that just... Was it the uh, toys that made us? That was the sound I was making was a heart. It was a heart, doing yeah. CPR. Nobody can see it. Yeah. Uh, was it Toys That Made Us where we saw like the first on-screen reunion between Eastman and Laird over Ninja Turtles? Did they actually? And they played it up like, oh, this is great. But I'm sure as soon as the cameras were off, they're like, screw you, asshole. I can't remember now <laughs> if they actually were in the same. They were, weren't they? At, and they, at the and very they explained end? the deal that like, didn't one of them go, oh, you just do whatever you want with it. It's like, okay. And then he started making a ton of money. And then was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that absolutely did happen, and that is that uh, I I like the toys that made us on, and that is a a particularly I don't. you don't. It's so overproduced. I mean, it is, I guess. But they do. But that's an interesting story. But that's only one aspect of it. Yeah. I do like their research because you learn. They do things. a lot. It would be easy to just go. Sanrio has many Hello Kitty characters, but instead they go out and get the lady who made Hello Kitty. Yeah. Who's still around today? Yeah. And is probably a hundred times more weird than she was when she created. Hello Kitty. Probably. And that that's, I like the depth. Yeah. I just don't like the, the jokes that are kind of lame. And, oh, yeah. okay. Whatever. All right. Uh, so that happened. Um, so theaters are still struggling, of course, with movie the whole theaters. thing. Yeah, yeah. Movie theaters. And Cinemark uh, theaters are requiring that they are going to make their guests wear face masks. They are another chain to fall in line mm-hmm. behind people like AMC, Regal, I wouldn't call draft house a major chain but they're uh, a part of that too of course so that seems to be the way forward right now i have i just thought of something regarding that um just listening so what i've read you know it sounds like that uh movie theaters are still planning on selling concessions so you have to wear a mask unless you are eating well, every all those kids will have gloves on and masks right. and face shields and right. So that's that's. I'll not take my a concern. hot dog from them. That's, I don't care. Sure, that's not my concern. What I'm wondering is, once you're done eating, how do they enforce that you put a mask back on? Because they can't like, can they come over to you? They, they're not like... going to enforce it anyway. Oh, I mean, technically, okay. I think in our city we have an ordinance from the we mayor do. that says you have to wear a mask. Yes, we do. And everywhere you go, you know, indoors, yes. nobody's wearing masks. Right. And all the businesses are like. We're finally getting money again. We're not going to tell people to wear masks. You know, I, and I wonder how I, much I, yeah. a business fine would be for not doing that. Probably. My gym's going to find out soon. Yeah. You're on right, notice. Right. Let's move on. Hey, do you know that Christopher Nolan doesn't let you uh, have a chair on his movie sets? I'm sorry. What? In an interview with somebody, let's say GQ. She's always in GQ for some reason. Uh-huh. Wasn't GQ like... Like dudes, like handsome dudes with watches. Well, now it, we've got it's, like, it's geared towards men. Right, but yeah. it's not Maxim. Maybe it was to compete with like men, lads no, it's, mags. No, it's, it's not Maxim. But the but last yeah. time Anne Hathaway was in GQ, she was like in a bustier, like on the cover. Well, uh-huh. anyway, she's back. Still don't know if it's GQ, but we're going to roll with it. <laughs> and in an interview, she said that Christopher Nolan does not allow chairs on his sets because if you are sitting, you're not working. Does he get to sit? Great question. <laughs> but he's uh, he's a workaholic, so yeah, I think it's one of those, I don't do it, you don't do it type things. I think that's a little extreme uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, what if, what if somebody, like, are there any exceptions to his little rule? Like, what if somebody <laughs> has, know. like, you know, some sort of health condition or needs to take frequent breaks or, you know, for whatever reason? <laughs> 
I don't think anybody cares about that in I, Hollywood. I guess not. But uh, fun I mean, fact, that's uh, really the scene sucks for the uh, after Rachel dies in The Dark Knight and Bruce is, you know, cradling the Batman helmet, you know, as he's sitting down, wasn't actually sitting. Christian Bale trained for eight weeks to be able to hold a pose, a yogi pose, so that Alfred could go, oh, here's a letter, sir. <laughs> no, he doesn't give him the letter. He said, oh, it's nothing, sir. Are you kidding me? I'm not that good. Come on. <laughs> so wait. Well, do I need to smile more? No. So like. <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, okay. Clearly that's not true. <laughs> and I'm trying to confess and you don't even know I'm confessing. This this rope, it's cutting my hands. I, I'm, I'm going to mention so this gullible. fast and it's probably, we should have been talking about this the entire time. Uh, we got more to get to, so I'm going to blow through it. doesn't mean that it's unimportant, but the, um, the Motion Picture Academy recently added almost a thousand more people to their voting roles. Um, and wow. it was basically a chance to, it was their attempt to contradict or combat the Oscars. So white stereotype. And okay. so, um, Aquafina, Ari Aster, uh, others, women and minorities have been added to the, uh, Academy and hence the Oscar voting roles. Oh. in droves. Um, I think that is a fantastic move uh, and should have been done a long time ago, is what I think. Me too. Let's um, move on. Okay. Uh, sorry, don't, sorry, that's, you know. Wow. Uh, Beavis and Butthead is set to reboot at Comedy Central with Mike Judge. No. What? It, I mean, why? I Okay, I admit. MST3King music videos, like, you're going to have to explain to kids what music videos are in the first place. Uh, are they not, even going to really, have real music I know, videos? they're on YouTube and everybody makes a video. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, that sort of hangout, like, frog baseball aesthetic will have to be updated. But it's Mike Judge. He'll figure something out. Okay. I mean, I like Beavis and Butthead. It was, it was fun when it was on. I just, I guess, I, I they think. Say one thing that they say. I am Cornholio. I need okay, TV for my That's from the Marvel. movie and everybody remembers Whatever. That. I know it. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, hey. Hey, Beavis. Um, I <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what? I don't know. It Maybe sounds like somebody wants good. to get Beavis in a van with no windows. <laughs> hey, I, I got I got all kinds of videos in here. They suck. All right. Get on in. Um, I, uh... I, I guess I just think of it when I think of it. It's so quintessentially '90s. Um, so I mean, how much I, you want to talk about Warrior Nun? Because we're, I know, I know, we're way out of time. I know. Okay. All right. Um, well, I want to see what he does, okay. and who cares? Like, right? Yeah. It, TV is cheap, as we'll find out when we talk about Warrior Nun. Uh, but also, it, animation is cheaper, and so nobody really cares. And okay. So he'll just—it's a chance for a guy who has not only succeeded in live action TV, but has also made a ton of like, you know, funny animated shows to yeah. revisit one of his things. And I'd like to see what he does. Okay. I'm open to it. Um, did you hear about how shitty Joss Whedon is? I did. So this really blew Sorry, me. sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. That's not funny. Oh, uh, you haven't heard I... the story. <laughs> You're just reacting to the, to the real world. Yeah. And history. Uh, uh, Ray Fisher, the guy behind Cyborg, had yes. some uh, pointed tweets to make recently about his time on the set of Justice League. Mm -hmm. He said that Joss Whedon was, quote, abusive and unprofessional on the set. Yes. Yes. Um... <sighs> Uh, How do we it, not have any video of this guy just slapping like a page to the ground? Because that, that's, that's what everybody says. Now, I know that he is 
I'm not forgiving it, but I'm just saying, you know, you can watch Dan Harmon do a baby dance and go, well, I can see this guy yelling at somebody because Britta's costume wasn't right or something. But sex is different. You know what I mean? Like when no one else is around and all the cameras and everything are off and then you're like, you know, sexually harassing your um, one of the writers in your show Mm because you think you're in love with them. Mm -hmm. That horrible, but different than his public behavior. But like if Mel Gibson is already super intense and if he's drunk and gets arrested mm-hmm. and goes on a, oh yeah, of course he's going to go on a tirade against the Jews or whatever. Right. Joss Whedon just seems like a guy that I'm sure that he, you know, will yell at you if you're not in the right place on your set. But is he just like casually mean and unprofessional? Like well, what's, he, what's he even doing? I mean, I guess. The... This was not a great time for him. I, I know that. Yeah. Actually, there are no good times for him anymore. The good times are over for him. Right. Um, what's the actor's name again? Fisher? Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Um, he didn't really go into details, and that's no. that, that, that's fine. I, I don't, no, it's not. Oh, you, you want him to go into details. Okay. I mean. I want to open up a line of inquiry where we say, because. What did you mean? N- no. Where we say, what's Ray Fisher know? I'm not defending Joss Whedon. I want okay. us to to be to 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 think about what's happening here because Ray Fisher has never been on a movie before. This is his first true. movie. That's true. So if somebody yells at him, maybe he thinks that's unprofessional. And as somebody who has both acted and directed, you got to yell at people. <laughs> you, you just have to yell at people sometimes. Right. And also, Ray Fisher is real blowjobby towards Zack Snyder because he gave him his first opportunity. Yeah. Anybody could have been that. You know, one of a dozen other, you know, young black actors could have been Cyborg and he picked him. Mm -hmm. So now that we're talking about the Snyder Cut, now that we're talking about, you know, this huge deal on HBO to get all the movies on there and stuff like that. You know, what a great time for Ray Fisher to stand for Zack Snyder by pulling uh, Joss Joss Whedon down. But why... If you want to promote Zack Snyder, then why would you have to diss Joss Whedon? I, I wouldn't think that that... Because these people are mean and... <laughs> I don't know anything about... Look, I don't, I'm just... I don't I know mean, anything about Ray Fisher. I really don't know anything about Joss Whedon. No. It, wasn't there something... Like, didn't, like, uh, J- Joss oh, Whedon... Stop it. Just comment on everything. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, didn't his... The biggest stories ex, are yet to ex-wife, come. ...ex-wife, like, say that he Yeah, 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 yeah. That's... Like we, we started this story. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have any information, so you can't talk anymore. We got to move on. But I started that story with the foreknowledge of we knew that he is incredibly emotionally abusive. Yes. That's why I told okay. the story about Dan Harmon. Right, right, right. But not Dan Harmon's behavior on the set necessarily, but apparently very unprofessional on the set. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, people from the set of Justice League, I can do it for anything. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is in talks to play Frosty the Snowman in a w- movie for Warner Brothers. Who knew that Warner Brothers yeah. owned Frosty the Snowman still? I didn't. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, weird. Um, like, because Jason Momoa is like, he's, he's a cool dude, right? So, like, he's a cool guy, <laughs> he so is. he's going to play a snowman? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, he's not. He seems happy. I don't know. Is he jolly? I, I, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Like, why would he? I mean, a role is a role is a role. Uh, but but put what the hat a, on him. Malakaliki maka. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, why would he want to take this? He's gonna be a cool surfing Frosty the Snowman. Right, right. Like he's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt, and he's like, yeah, yeah. It's ironic. I don't, I don't know. It's. Um, oh, that's happening. <laughs> 
that that bingo square is full. Uh, Zachary Levi is going to be in a movie about Kurt Warner called American Underdog. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And as far as telling on yourself, uh, American Underdog. I was like, American Underdog. Now, Kurt Warner is a Christian, right? I got no and idea. American Underdog. Hmm, that sounds pretty good. I looked it up. It's a brother team that's producing the film. Okay. Everything else they've produced before this was like, God called me on the phone. It's, it's you know, okay. they make Christian movies. Okay. And Zachary Levi is nominally a Christian. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I know nothing about Kurt You Warner. don't want to say bad about anybody ever, so we can't bag on Christians. Moving on. <laughs> Know. Listen, fill your ears, listeners. You might not have this in the future. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really enjoy Christian specific. What about like, Assassination films. 33 AD, though? I didn't see that. You saw oh. that. Um, but I mean, they're for somebody, and some people Christians really can't like make them. drama because okay. everybody has to. You know, it's all super happy ending. Everybody has to be. I say saved, like saved. I just mean like saved from the peril at the end. Right, right. There can't be any tragedy. There can't be any character suffering uh, abuse or suffering um, hardship and growing from it. You know, they just pray and then God fixes the problem. Everything gets better. And then they're like, oh, I'm so glad that happened, Kirk Cameron. And then they just move on. (laughs) Also, there's a real dearth of talent. Uh, in all above and below the line yeah yeah so i'm not uh, prejudiced they're just not good right right uh speaking of not good this that's not true uh phil lord and chris miller are making more episodes of clone high so speaking yeah. of jesus he got my letter <laughs> uh, i've been begging for this yeah for almost 20 years has and, it has been that long already okay yeah yeah all right. In 1999, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. been over 20 years. Yeah. Um, this is insane. I, Lord Miller are so popular still. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. That they could make, you know, poop, poop the podcast or poop the poop the podcast. <laughs> so hold on, write that down. Uh, they could make anything and people would want to watch it. Yeah. And so it will succeed for that. But no one's going to remember Clone High. Nobody does. Remember. I'm the only person I thought I dreamed at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so why? <laughs> like, I got, you know, I'm getting exactly what I want, and I'm asking, why are you doing this? Well, plus, what? you can't, I don't think you can do it. Like, it's, it was, a, I'm not saying they did anything mean spirited, but it, it was provocative. Mm-mm. Like, I can't, I can't be sure that somebody didn't wear blackface, but it was a show that really, you know, there were no sacred cows on that show. Right, right. Gandhi was a party animal. That right there probably led to the death of the first iteration of the show. There was no international market because there's all these people like you couldn't sell it in India. Well, I mean, that's that's true. And I could see a lot of people, you know, being offended by that depiction. Um, And Ponce de Leon was killed by litter. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think. What I take from this is is that Lord and Miller really in, enjoyed. They that always property. wanted to do this again. I, I think maybe they've kind of had this in their back pocket for a while. God, I wish like, I'd seen their solo. Yeah, yeah. Instead of because, except got. for, and I think that they were just nominally involved with Into the Spider Verse, right? I have no idea how involved because I were. hated that movie. Um, uh, it's very boring. There's no yeah. way that they wrote that movie, but. Um, but I like everything they do. Yeah. And I think that 
you know, I think we could really be friends. Do they need a third? What about Lloyd, Miller, and Caliban? I think there's something there. But anyway, but I, but I like, the, I love the fact because I've just, I mean, I've got, you know, the Clone High DVDs, and I, I usually watch, I watch it probably once a year, and I just can't. I've just always dreamed of this, and it turns out they were dreaming of it too the whole time. That's you know, what I, which think, I just think anyways. is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is amazing. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Put that along with Beavis and Butthead, I guess. Uh, <laughs> As we just continue to crawl up our own asses in terms of rebooting things. Yeah, well. I'll take it. <laughs> Speaking of unoriginal things. Oh, boy. For anything, I can do it. Yes. The creators of Westworld. Yep. Their names are? Uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. That's right. They're yep. going to do a Fallout series with Amazon. Fallout based on Fallout the video game. A game famous for having no story. <laughs> It's just I'm something different all the time. Worried. There is no lore. Well, well, there's you know mutants and here, here, brotherhood of steel. Here's the one thing: as far as I know, from what I've read, they are only going to be the producers on the show. That might change. That could change. But right now, I'm wondering how much influence they have. I mean, obviously, producers have influence, and and they, you know, you you, you see their influence in the work. But I, I guess I'm wondering how much. You know, of their, you know, story their, world building will their be fingerprints, in this. Yeah, exactly. Their, their jam hands. Because I got to tell you, hands. I mean, and I think we've talked about this on the show before. They're I did not very good. I did not enjoy Westworld season yeah, three. Not very good. Um, They're way too good looking to be good writers. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where they started. Uh-huh. It was either, you know, performing or, well, one of them has a very famous, successful brother. Yeah. That I guess he wrote some of the screenplays or helped on the screenplays. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they either started as actors or they were, you know, good looking, you know, producers who were like, oh, let's write something. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way. They're way too good looking to be good writers. Look at look at well, James Toback. Well, don't because we canceled. But look at that. Look at that creep. <laughs> well, um, I can't pull up in my mind what he looks like right now. Um, but uh. Plus, it's all about the experience is all about what's happening to you. You are the wanderer of the wasteland. You are the vault boy. You are the survivor. Sure. So I can't wait till in the first episode we meet Jim, the vault boy, like giving the vault boy a personality. Oh, I should you say something like, Vault Boy because the Vault Boy is a cartoon character. Right, I just right, mean right. the the survivor or whatever they call it. Oh, okay. I can't what they yeah, call yeah, yeah. You in the game. Yes. Giving that person a personality. That's not. You 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 could have picked anything. Yeah. It's so like making, mean, it's like doing a. <laughs> it's like doing a Half Life game and having Gordon Freeman talk, or doing a Half Life game and having it be about Barney because you know everybody likes Barney. Um. Do you think? Uh, that this is just something, this is a property that should not be made into to TV or film because it just doesn't translate? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. And like you said, there, there's not really much of a roadmap to go off of because it's, 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 it's a, what, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, and Satirical. You, yeah. Right. So like take early 90s satire now. That holds up. Mike Judge is crying somewhere. <laughs> that really holds up. And let's, let's see what we do. Right. People remember the 50s. People love like 50s kitsch. Yep. 
There's, in 1989, well, when the game entered development, yeah, 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 we tolerated it in the early 90s, yeah, and it's still around, right? There's going to be a lot of that. Aren't they show. supposed to be working on William Gibson's show on Amazon? Yes. Now what? Is well, that dead? No. Like I said, right now they're only supposed to be producers on Fallout, so I think they're going to be devoting more time to the William Gibson show. No, no, I want them to devote more time to oh. To okay. to follow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That means that, like, you know, something good can grow when they're not around. Yeah. Their shadow isn't blocking the sun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Funny I don't upbeat know. joke to end this segment. <laughs> it's been seven hours and fifty. I bet you never heard of Antarctic Press. I never have. No. Most people haven't, and I'm positive that you haven't heard of a guy named Ben Dunn. Nope. Although, that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> right? Yeah, Although now that are, I actually sit and think about it, yeah. But people are going to be just like, oh, it's Ben Dunn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got this great idea. Uh, ninjas in a high school. People are like, yeah, it's Ben Dunn. <laughs> Oh, it's Ben Dunn again. Uh. <laughs> that's what we're going to run into. Uh, no, it's a guy named Ben Dunn. Uh, he basically, uh, he's Taiwanese. Okay. And he came over here uh, as a young boy, uh, grew up in T- Kentucky and Texas in the South. Okay. And uh, graduated from, this is going to blow you away, a Catholic high school. <laughs> and it was in Taiwan, this is interesting, in Taiwan, he was exposed to Japanese manga. Okay, Sure. So I don't know if you can get manga on mainland China in, this would be like the 70s. Oh, that's uh, a, I have no idea. But that, I don't know. that's the benefit of being a republic, I guess. I guess, yeah. Because <laughs> in Taiwan you can. Yeah. Uh, for now. Uh, and so, yeah, so he be- developed a love of manga, um, began writing and drawing his own stuff with a real manga edge and style to it. And I don't know what else he was doing, but in 1984 he founded Antarctic Press, uh, basically, his uh, chance to develop and publish a mera manga. Oh, okay. This All was right. this is still sometimes a thing, but you know, in the like late eighties, early nineties, America was like, we can do this. Yeah, right. And there were a lot of titles that were sort of manga influenced or manga esque, and yes. some of them were books from Antarctic Press, like okay. Warrior Nun Ariella uh-huh. and Ninja High School. Yes. Then later in the early 2000s, when Marvel was just just flailing about like an overdosing girlfriend, mm. he uh, was asked to launch their Marvel Mangaverse. Really? So Marvel produced a bunch of manga titles uh, in manga style uh-huh. starring their famous characters. Okay. And that didn't run very long because it's oh. not a good idea. Oh, but right. was But it was people knew him. He was yeah. chosen to do it. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. Um. I mean... If you're if you're known for doing something, I mean, it's good to be recognized by somebody like 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 Marvel and to be brought on to do a project like that. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why um, Marvel would want to go that route, seeing how popular manga was at the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, like we're comics, we should get a piece of that pie. So, um, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, a lot of great ideas. Yeah. At that time. Well, Bill Jemis, look it up. Um, in 2016, yeah. he teamed up with country singer Art Greenhaw to 
create a faith-based line of visual novels and comics. Okay. This is the thing about most Catholics. It's like a boomerang, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, I wonder what Sinead O'Connor's up to. She's probably shriving because you fly out, but you come back. (laughs) And so they're publishing a comic through Antarctic, which is still running. Oh, okay. Or at least was as of two years ago, called God Silver Soldiers. Okay. Sounds like (laughs) Warrior Nun to me. Yeah, right. With some backup stories like Tales of Nazareth, The Boyhood of Jesus. Wow. Now, you laugh, but I remember when I was a kid, my -hmm. parents made the biggest mistake of all in terms of keeping me on the straight and narrow. Okay. that was buying me something called the Picture Bible. Okay. And I want to track down and find the guy or team of people who drew the Picture Bible because it was taking all the highlights, you know, the compilation album from the Bible. Sure. And illustrating it in comic book form, basically. Um, all packed together in a side Bible, same size, same thickness. Okay. And it was Bible stories. But it was like comics. And I mean, like that, forget Spider-Man, you know, screw Batman. Like that got me into comics. Okay. About as much as anything else did. Okay. Do you, do you feel like it helps you become more familiar with Bible stories? Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, yeah. Yeah. I was pretty suffused in it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Suffused means kind of submerged. Yeah, right. Um but I mean it seems like Uh-oh. it seems like it's a it's a We're it's opining. a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to to try to um Hook? make it a little more exciting or <laughs> Here comes the airplane. You know what I mean? Wow. It's the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, talk about the comic. Warrior Nun, yes. Ariala. Yeah. We read Where the first, so uh, the, I believe the first, you know, instance or the first appearance of uh, Warrior Nun, Ariala was this three issue miniseries from Antarctic Press, uh, written and drawn by Ben Dunn himself. Mm-hmm. Three issues introducing the world of Warrior Nun, Ariala. Yes. Um, I think, so I read like, uh, he d- he did the letters in the front, right? He he wrote this. Yeah, there's a letter column in the front, which is yeah. uh, that's hubris. Well, I think he wanted to get it going. I don't know why he decided to put it in the front, but that's what he did. Um, but he uh, in one of them he mentioned uh, that he kind of when he was doing Ninja High School. I can't believe you read the. I read one of them. Letters. I've read of at least one of did. them. Um, when he was writing Ninja High School, there was a character that he created. It was a, a some it was a priest character who was a fighter. You know, maybe similar to the priest that we actually see. I I, I don't know I'm, I'm that much about it, but mm-hmm. but that particular character uh, piqued his interest, and he started thinking about hmm. what kind of world mm-hmm. would this character come from, and that's how he created this. He world. was watching Friends, and he was thinking. Jennifer Aniston in Antarctica. We've got it. Uh, what? <laughs> Friends fans will uh, understand that joke. Uh, okay. All right. Um, can you tell us what? I'll take this one. You do the TV show. No, okay. I'll do the TV show. Oh, I'm doing okay. the TV show. All right. What's, what happens in Warrior Nun Ariella? Okay. So um, <laughs> there is this uh, group of warrior nuns who um, train uh, to fight 
uh, you know, and defeat, kill, what have you, demons, um, and other horrible, nasty things that come from hell, whatever that might be. I think they're all mostly demons. Um, and like, you know, maybe humans who help the demons. And the uh, protagonist, the main character, you might think her name is Ariella, but it's actually, uh, well, it kind of becomes Ariella later, but but her name, we're introduced to her, her name is Shannon. And uh, she- have notes. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I took notes on names just to kind of help me. Um, uh, but so basically um, she has completed her training and she gets her first mission and it happens to be in America, in particular in New York City. And she doesn't really know um, what's going to happen there or what to anticipate. And she kind of, um, you know, people are, when she, you know, they're telling her, oh, we haven't had that much demon activity, you know, recently. So it's probably not going to be very exciting for you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so uh, the, the you know, and that's uh, the priest who, like, um, is showing her around, tells her that, too. And uh, then they, they, they run into, like, one of their, the first demons or whatever. And he's like, what? And he was like, how did you get in here? And, like, you know, and so she has to, to fight this thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Did this happen in the comic? I read this. I don't remember any of this. Didn't it happen in the comic? It didn't. It, it did. Let's, why don't we just. I wow. I can't trust what? you to do anything. What? She's, she works for a secret police, secret ninja force of the Catholic Church. Yes. For warrior nuns. Yes. In a cyberpunk world. And yeah, as okay. the three issues unfold, we learn about the world. Um, they're fighting hell, obviously. Yes. And even hell itself is not a monolithic force. There right. are factions who are warring in hell. And Lucifer is, you know, not in charge because he's imprisoned. I guess we're doing a little uh, Dante here, too. Yeah. And so they are all warring over control over hell. But Ariella doesn't care about that. She's just there to kick the butts of demons. The yes. end. Okay. All right. That Jeez. was a lot easier than what, what I was doing. With all Sorry. This. Sorry. I kind of joked before that, you know, maybe I would have read this at the time had I given it a chance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would agree with myself. I think that might be true. Yeah. This would have been right up my alley. I'm not the, I, I, you know, as religious as I am, I I, I don't really know a lot about the Catholic church, but does anybody who's not a Catholic, do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's a costume. You can be a sexy nun for Halloween. Yeah. It's just another realm world, you know, uh, costume milieu. You can set a story in. Sure. And so that would have been fine, but it's just got, you know, you'd think like, oh, nuns, they're fighting demons, probably with swords, right? Yeah. But there's just so much more here. And you see, um, and he wasn't exactly young. He was like in his 40s when he made this. Okay. Well, that's fine. Right? I don't know. I don't know how born? old he is. Can't remember uh, he was born. Okay. Um, but uh, he, you see the influences of so many different he's in his 30s you see the influence of so many different (laughs) movies and things that he's like i mean you could say stealing but he's like influenced by you know there are ninja nuns basically but there's also like magic priests and yes we didn't can fly well we didn't read far enough into it to understand what a magic priest is but it seems like maybe it's a priest who is dabbling in the dark arts in the defense of 
the white arts theory, huh. which that's that's yeah. interesting to me. Right. Um, it's very, uh, and I think um, Rob Schraub beat him to the, beat him to this uh, with Scud, but like it's very um, cyberpunky and it's very yeah. cy- cyberpunky. <laughs> but, but but like you know like let's run this spell through the computer. This computer is going to cast a spell. You mm-hmm. know like why does it all have to be a dead man's hand and like a brindled calf and stuff like that when it could just be. Boot up the Spellmaster 2000. We have worlds to lay waste to. You know, that sort of thing. It's just like this mishmash of elements that is unsophisticated. It is the work of a young hand and a young mind. But it's exactly what I would have made if I had made a comic book at this time. Sure, yeah. I feel like I probably could have rooted for this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's back. I mean, mostly because... uh, you know, of the Netflix show. Oh, but, okay. Uh, a Warrior Nun uh, series started uh, late last year. Oh. Um, it's not written or drawn by him, I don't think. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, but they are trying to bring this back. Is it on Antarctic Press, do you know? <laughs> it must be, right? I, I would think. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just, like, yeah, I, I think that I would have liked uh, something that was sort of garbagey <laughs> like this. <laughs> it just, and I mean garbage, just like the fact that everything's in there. A shepherd's pie, if you will. Sure, sure. What do you a, think? That's a better way of putting it. What do um, you think about virgin kick? Virgin kick. Well, I, I read that and I just, you know, it was like shake my head, you know. Um, well, I thought, you know, th- she has like a Sailor Moon transformation because she's wearing a regular habit. Yeah. And she's like, Hail Mary, full of grace. Yeah, but, right. Ba-na-na, but, and then like suddenly, oh, there's the nipples and her... <sighs> thing uh her apparently like shirt disappears yeah right <laughs> and, then, and then like her habit gets like zzz, slits come up the sides yeah to her thighs so and... much cleavage <laughs> and like just like fabric just tying together over her cleavage and i'd watch that transition wow if the netflix show doesn't do that i don't think up. it's going to i i really don't for a lot of reasons All right, speed it up. um but um i don't know like so i thought I wasn't really like into I am I, I like that this is, you know, this is a book from the 90s that has um, almost all of the main characters are female. Yeah. Um, and I really, really like that. And they're powerful uh, and they're kicking butt. Um, this is where we talk about bad girls. Well, maybe. Maybe let bit. me th- finish bit. my thought. Yeah. Um, but so I really, really like that aspect of it. Um, and uh, so I think that that's really cool um maybe this is just my taste maybe i'm a bit of a prude don't totally love all of the super revealing uh costumes that a lot of the said female characters are wearing um but um i don't know i mean it was kind of i think you're probably trying to sell this to a lot of boys i think it was what was happening back then yeah. I think if okay. you set, especially a guy that maybe older than, maybe should know better, but uh, a guy who is uh, sitting down and going, I'm going to design some characters because I love these comics, mm-hmm. these mangas. That's just what you would I do. Mean, you wouldn't you, have you somebody see... in sensible culottes going out to fight the devil. There, Yeah. And I, I guess I, I can see that. I, and I mean, a lot of, I love manga and anime. I mean, you know, there's some that I like some series is I like more than others but yeah you definitely the revealing clothing is 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 a thing you know what i mean um but um 
I didn't totally love that aspect of it. I, I the virgin kick thing. It's 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 funny. I kind of wish there was almost more of that. Well, it's you know it's, what I mean? it's very anime slash manga. She's yeah. shouting out, you know, Rosary. What she's gonna attack. do? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That was uh, no, that's true. Should um, be Latin though. She's like e pluribus unum. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. I guess this is Vatican II. She's yeah, Vatican II. Right. On Warrior Nun. <laughs> that's uh, it's pretty funny. That's probably going to be the title of the episode. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, uh, I did like to... Um, uh, so another character we haven't talked about yet is uh, Shotgun Mary, who uh, apparently was a Warrior Nun. But uh, she... From what it, from what we read, when we, we read, I think, the first three issues... Um, she it sounded like she fell in love with somebody and I feel like that's what she was saying or she but she also said she didn't agree with a lot of the methods a lot of the rules you know what she kind of wanted to do it her own way like kick demons butts her own way um so she wasn't a warrior nun anymore but she still kicked a lot of butt and uh you know she rides around on a motorcycle she's uh, bye what was that? Barbed There's wire. A dark horse character called Barb Wire, who wears a bustier, has blonde hair, rides a motorcycle, and was played by Pam Anderson in the ill-fated Casablanca remake, Barb Wire, from 1995, maybe six. Anyway, sorry, oh. Just, I'm trying to ease us into bad girls. Oh, okay, I see. Um, so I really like that, and she's going around like she, I don't know how she finds out about this stuff, but she's got her ear to the ground, I guess, and she whis- hears whispers or things. But so she's like investigating and figuring this stuff out on her own, and like kind of doing stuff on her own. But she also kind of like reports back to the warrior nuns and like the 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 priest who she like was I working guess. under. She's kind the of, cool a little bit rebel. Yeah. Whereas Shannon is Captain America. She's the Bucky. Yeah, right, Mary? right. Who the hell is Mary? <laughs> yeah, uh, I like, like I said, I like everything that this guy likes. So I'm not sure if it's good, but I really wish I had given, uh, my life would be totally different, I guess, if I had given this a try. Um, he kind of tells on himself at the beginning of the third issue where he quotes uh, Ezekiel 25, 17. Okay. I'll strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who would attempt to destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the law. I'll stop when you show recognition. Oh, I when I lay my vengeance upon thee. It's, wow. Pulp fiction. Okay. All right. Right. Wow. Sorry. What's the opposite of pop culture? And can you give me a show about it right now? We need another addition to the uh, popped culture. Cut this part out. We need to use this <laughs> for something. So okay. it's like he's, I don't know. You you say, is he doing this? Is he, is this his tongue in his cheek? And you go, it must be. He's doing this. But a guy making this in, um, and these didn't come out contiguously, obviously. So, you know, he, this came out in like the mid 1995. No, <laughs> he is totally 100% serious about this. And his Pulp Fiction quote just like I would have been. So it's an interesting artifact. Mm. It's an interesting frozen in time artifact right. of comics at this time. Uh, and it's also, it gets really chaotic. Um, his art's not bad. He works really hard and I, and I really like a lot of it. But um, it's, you know, a mess near the end. Um, I, but I think that this ultimately is a a really, I don't know. I just think it's a really nice amuse-bouche 
for yeah, you know, and there is a, there's another a couple of years later there's an ongoing series, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm not going to read now. It's too late. Oh, but well. uh, but uh, but I but I think that yeah, I, I really like the glimpse of the world here. Now he got in trouble with everybody. You want to know why? I Catholics think I didn't can guess. like it. Yeah, because of the nipples, but. Not atheists didn't like it because ultimately the, it's it's pro Catholic Church, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah, are literally defending positive. the world. Yeah, we learn that there is a heaven and a hell. Um, whether or not you know, shock and Mary, whatever or not, people are like actually keeping their vows. They are working to save the world and make it better. And a lot of people don't want to see the church portrayed that way because of all the bad things the Catholic church does. So this appeals to no one. And honestly, I'm kind of amazed they'd bother to make a TV show about it called Warrior Nun that's currently on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Since I finished the other one, what's Warrior Nun about? (laughs) Uh, So Warrior Nun is um, very different from uh, the comic. And I guess the one major similarity besides there being warrior nuns and some of the characters' names are the same is um, it, it's, well. Is it a sequel? Mm, is it a maybe sequel? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Not a spoiler. First scene. Yeah. Uh, we uh, the, the, the warrior nun squad is coming into a church. This is in Mallorca, I believe. Spain? I know it's in Spain. I didn't catch where exactly. I believe it's in Mallorca. Okay. And uh, their leader is is hurt. She's fatally wounded. Mm-hmm. Her name is Shannon. Yeah, right. And she has I a I hadn't thought about that person, being... Her second in command is named Shotgun Mary. Yes. So right. is this a sequel series? Did they say, hey, we don't want to do... We want to... <laughs> We have to put our jam hands on it and screw it up. Mm. We have to make it our own. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a thing where we'll honor what came before, but we'll introduce our own. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. And I got a lot of quips and uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I mean, yes and no, because another character that was in the comics who is in this is is Lilith. And in the comics, she's a demoness. Who's got wings and you know she's really cool looking and she kicks butt. I don't know but any of their names. Is Lilith the mean nun? She's the one who's supposed to get the halo. Oh, yes, yeah. So that why would you name a nun Lilith? I that don't doesn't work at no. all. Wow. I agree with you completely. But um, how about Mary Magdalene? Yeah, she's right. A whore. <laughs> uh, check this out. We forgot to talk about bad girls. So in the '90s and really right around 1993. A trend in comics started called Bad Girls. And it began because for years and years, going back until, you know, Vargas and Pinup Girls, you know, there was good girl art. Good girl art was, you know, cheesecake stuff, right? Sure. Pinup stuff. Yeah. Um, and that had been around for a long time, especially mm-hmm. in the pulp novels and pulp magazines of the late 40s, 50s. Um, you know, oh, it's, 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 you know, oh, she's, she was taken by a, a cult and a man with no shirt had to punch them to mm-hmm. save her, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and, but it got flipped on its head in the nineties when we, we there's this female empowerment in comics. Yeah. Here, here are the quotes. Uh-huh. And that female empowerment was sparked off by people like Brian Polito, Billy Tucci, uh, Rob Liefeld. Oh boy. Um, now, don't assume gender, but uh, what do these names sound like? They're 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 male names. These names sound like guys. Yes, they're guys. Yeah. yeah. So, characters like Lady Death, uh, Dawn, 
uh, Angela, created by Neil Gaiman. Uh, she, like S-H-I, like death in Japanese. Okay. Uh, okay. Evangeline. Um, these characters were all women. They were all grimacing and definitely had a sword, sometimes a gun. Mm-hmm. Girls with guns is another subgenre of this. Oh, okay. And they were definitely showing enough lower abdomen to know that uh, there are no uh, home waxing kits available in their comic universes. Like right. They're all sold out. Yeah, right. So it was like girls showing skin, yeah. you know, getting the job done. And it even infected mainstream titles. This is when Jim Balant, oh my God, speaking of people who, he should be a character that works for hell in, oh. <laughs> in Warrior Nun. Okay. But, uh, you know, when he took over and rebooted Catwoman, you know, Catwoman became a bad girl. Bad girl is that when her suit somehow got even tighter? And it was like... just flesh, purple colored flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And like protruding nipples and everything. Well, I don't think it ever got away with nipples. Oh, but, okay. Uh, Maybe I'm remembering yeah. it wrong. So the whole like guns I've... and pouches thing, you know, yeah. moved over to uh, women and femme fatales in mm-hmm. comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ariella fits perfectly into that. Although, right. remember, this is also a guy who is literally taking his first steps into comics. And so he just he's just doing what he sees, you know? Yeah. 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 Um. I guess, so I have just one... I'd love to answer it, and we'll get back to Warrior now. Well, I have one small critique of, of, oh. of the comic okay. uh, before we move on. Um, so something happens, there's a battle, and she wakes up, and one of her arms is a cybernetic arm. Yeah, she had a robot arm, yeah. Um, and then we have this huge fight scene. In two panels of the scene, he didn't draw the cybernetic arm. Yep. <laughs> I was so confused. I had to go back and and look at it again. Are you sure it wasn't when she had the god armor on? Maybe that restores your. No, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Because like, so there was so one panel she had like brown gloves on and and like so it was like a brown glove. But at the other panel, you could like see both of her hands, like her flesh. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Um, He's his own editor, too. I, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I guess going back to Warrior Nun, Warrior Nun the TV show. It's in Spain. Uh, it's in Spain. And um, our, uh, bas- basically at the beginning of the show, uh, Shannon is is going to die. She is fatally wounded. And uh, she's like, it's okay. Um, she has Shotgun Mary and Lilith. I think Lilith was there. Maybe not. I don't know. She has a couple other warrior nuns with her. And she's like, it's all right. And they know what to do. And there's something glowing in her back. And they're going to take it out. And it is a halo. An angel's halo. An angel's halo. Yes. Um, and, you know, once it's taken out, she's she's going to die. And the, the, the nurse, the doctor, whatever the, the nun is who's operating on her, um, she's trying to put it in the, the next person. And then Meanwhile, they get attacked. there's a dead girl in their morgue or wherever their right. medical room in their secret base that dead girl's name is eva and she is from uh i don't do they talk about where she's from the united states somewhere i think um and... portuguese actress but okay. uh, clearly has a command of english uh, yes. yeah she's supposed to be american but that's not the that's not the point for 12 years she's been from uh wherever this is taking place in spain <laughs> like, okay look <laughs> once again tap tap get up i'll uh, i'll do it uh, oh, Ava, sh- a dead woman, who a dead young woman. Yeah. Actually, we don't know how old she is. Let's just say 18. 
who has spent the last 12 years in a convalescent home in this town in Spain because she was in a car accident 12 years ago with her mother. Yes. Car accident killed her mother and robbed her of all sensation. She is a quadriplegic. Yes. Yes. Who just lived in this thing, I guess. Orphanage. Uh, yeah. And the lady in the orphanage uh, who runs it uh, is a is a is a is a sister, mm-hmm. um, not of secret police or whatever. No, uh, but, she's a nun. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't like her. Doesn't matter. They brought her to this church, and we don't really know why. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that maybe God has a plan for her, mm-hmm. because when a demon attacks this church, or actually, no, not, not just yet, no demon. Uh, a squad of commandos attacks this church. Mm-hmm. The nurse, the the um, I can't remember all the nun names. So let's just say the nun who is taking care of everybody yes. uh, has to hide this halo. She puts it in the body of Ava. Ava comes back to life and wiggles her big toe. Mm-hmm. The bride style. Right, right. Finds out that she is alive. Mm-hmm. And not only she's alive, she has superpowers. Yeah. Super strength. She has um, a limited invulnerability. She can heal fast. She can phase through And she can through pass things. through walls. Yeah. And yeah. so she runs out on her own looking for freedom and enjoying the ability to walk for the first time in 12 years and mm-hmm. immediately runs smack dab into another hat. And in this case, the hat that we're going to put on top of this hat is yeah. a group of 20-something yes. international criminals. Right, right, right. Who are looking to steal... Uh, something, money, wallets, something from a company called Something Tech. Um, I think it's Arc. Arc Tech. At Arc Tech, yeah. we find out that the people that run Arc Tech are trying to develop uh, portals and free energy based on holy relics that they find. Yes. Holy relics are used by the church to defend the earth, but they do have special powers. Mm-hmm. There's a metal called... Divinium? Called Divinium. I I think that's correct. It has special powers. Yes. And there's a conflict between the church in the form of Cardinal Bing Bong. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. And the guy who used to uh, work for the uh, Vatican but now runs Arctech. Yes. And he says that science and and religion are the same thing. And the Cardinal's like, I don't know about that, brother. And then (laughs) back at the the training facility, which is a big cathedral in Spain, yes, uh, the nuns are training, and we meet all the nuns. Eventually, they get a hold of Ava and take her and tell her about the destiny of the halo inside of her, a halo that was originally possessed by Ariella, a crusader and fighter from beginning. Oh, when we talked about the con, we didn't talk about the weird little detail that it takes place in 1066 because... He read a history book. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, what, what that has to do with anything. Mm-hmm. And she, Ariella, the original Ariella, who lived in 1066, was powered by um, a, a Valkyrie. It was a Valkyrie. Yes, yes, who, yes, yes. A, a bone, honest to goodness. So not only is like God and the devil real, but like the Norse gods are real. Right. Who like who works for Odin? Renounced, and you know, the Norse gods. Yes. And then like powered up Ariella. And so yeah. Ariella, you know, doesn't we don't see in the comic that she met her fate, maybe or, or maybe she just ascended to heaven. We don't know. But over the generations, she imbues a warrior nun with her power. And in this generation, it she's chosen Shannon to take that power. Now, in yes. the show, to maybe clarify that or give us stakes, they've made it, you know, this halo that was bestowed upon Ariella with yes. the first time that she died. 
Yes. Uh, By an a- angel. Angel with a dumb name, and I can't remember. But I it's can't like remember either. Abiel or something like that. It's like, well, we'll just say Gabriel then, I guess, right? Right. Uh, came down and, and, and imbued her with this. You know, he gave her his halo and his weapons, and so she was able to continue to hold the fight. Yes. And so this halo, and presumably other halos, I guess, um, are passed down from warrior to warrior over the generations. Yeah. And, and so a lot of created... people aren't very happy no. that Ava has this halo in her because she don't know nothing. And yeah. she got a mouth on her. And she's not religious. And she's not really coordinated or good at anything. Right. Right. <laughs> she's, she's a real Bella. <laughs> yes. That's true. Did I nail it? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah you totally did. Yeah. Um, did you like this show? You did. I know you did. You and your um, Sabrina fandom. Wow. And you you found another Sabrina, didn't you? I could feel it. I know you liked this. I wanted to like it more. I think okay, it has that's fine. Um I think it has a lot of potential. Um, Didn't we ask sorry to th- this will go into what you um whether you liked it or not. But did, were we asking ourselves why this? Yes. And why now? Yeah. Why would you take a somewhat exploitative, definitely pulpy character from the mid 90s and do it in 2020 and i hope ben dunn got paid off of this i didn't see his name in the credits but um it must have been there i'm sure i'm I'm hoping he got paid uh why would you do this now and i think what we came up with was oh why would you do a supernatural related female-led show that's lgbtq friendly yeah (laughs) and has girls kicking ass yeah do you want to ask that question again or do you want to just shut up right 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 um yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's a it's a really valid point, and I, I think that that shows like this are um are are very popular right now, and that they're they're seeing that there really is an audience for stuff like this, which I think is great. Um, I would like to see more. Well, let me let me just preface it this way: I would like to see more um more TV shows, more movies that are that are female focused or, or have female leads at kicking butt um you know and, and that's and, how we got bad girls i know i know <laughs> but i don't want i don't this is complicated because like it it's you know i a strong female character i feel like is so um loaded you know what i mean and like i i want there to be more substance to that. And I, I think that this show is trying to offer that but because she's flawed and she, you know, she's not perfect and she doesn't feel like she's the chosen one. Like, I know that the, the priest guy thinks that she might be, like, because, like, God gave you a second chance, that sort of thing. But I would posit that we are currently in, and maybe it started a while ago, but we're currently in the um, cinematic era of bad girls. Okay. Um, you'll get something like Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Which everyone praised for being uh, female-led and yeah. just kicking ass. But she's still, uh, she's, she brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan. I don't know. A movie directed by the, one of the guys that directed John John, uh, John Wick. I almost called him Jonathan Wick, so formal. Uh, <laughs> and written by uh, Kurt Johnstead, who wrote... Um, the 300 sequel, you know, and okay. also works with Zack Snyder a lot. Okay. So it's like, huh, let's see. Macho creator creates a woman that's kicking butt and is like, cool, you know, like, yeah, uh, I know. that's not female led. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, right. It's like it's female fronted. Right. 
that I think I we're in that time right now, aren't yeah. we? Let's see some female like, creators I loved, working on stuff like sure. this. Sure, and I loved uh, Fury Road, but you know it was also and they did everything they could to try to put women at the forefront of that story. Yeah, and but I loved it's it still too. Still a guy writing it. No, you're absolutely right. So I, I feel like it. we're in that time now. I, I think you have a valid point. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, I know. Um, so I I liked. So I think this is, although obviously related and tied to the comic and, well, maybe at least tangentially. Um, inspired by. Inspired by. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, it. It's very different. But I do like, I'm intrigued by this world. I, I like the idea of, of the halo. Um, I like the idea that it gives her um, superpowers and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I like the overall concept mm-hmm. um and then also we it's complicated by like she hasn't been able to move her arms or her legs in like 12 years she's and got great she, muscle tone for that being true i know i know and she <laughs> just hasn't there's so much she hasn't experienced Maybe they've got a great like therapy program and uh right <laughs> at, at the uh thing that she was at um t- totally random fact this was co-produced by david hater uh, you don't know who David Hayter is, but he is a actor, uh, voice actor, producer, and sometime director. And if you hear him say, Metal Gear, you'll know exactly who it is. He is the original voice actor behind Solid Snake. Really? Yeah. It's really That's weird. so random. So, yeah. I don't know. Hey, good for you. Uh-huh. Kiefer Sutherland stole your job, so now you're going to produce and get more money than you ever made. Yeah. Do it. Hein D. Yeah. <laughs> Why did Kiefer Sutherland get the job? Like, why didn't they keep having him do it? We do a whole show on that. Okay. Um, that being said, uh, I, I think that the you know you and I have have talked about this. Um, the 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 pacing on this show <laughs> is is not great. Uh, and well, uh, well, we often talk about pacing when we're talking about um. It being like swinging wildly and like with no thought to moments that like Iron Iron Fist has no pacing. Like he's yeah, we okay. have three talking scenes in a row. Yeah. Then there's a fight maybe, or he's in a mental hospital, and now two episodes he's just you know lazing around in a mental hospital and he's waiting for something to happen, and he punches a hole in the wall or finally or something like that. I think this is perfectly paced for a two-hour movie. Unfortunately. It's a 10 hour series. And so you get a lot of things where you get a scene that, so there's this, we only watched three episodes yes. and I'm glad we did because it wasn't until the third episode that they lay out. We really discover what the show is about. Yes. And they give you the backstory on Ariala. It's very, yes. it's, it's somewhat similar to the comic. You know, you understand, okay, this is, that's the inspiration. Cause at that point she's, a, she hasn't, she's not a nun. She has it has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the halo is a new touch. I mean, we didn't read on in Ariella. Maybe they introduced that. But so it's like, oh, this is all whole cloth. But then we hit this episode, which, speaking of pacing, is like, here's what we're going to do for this episode. She's going to read this old text that's going to give us all the flashbacks. And we'll never read that text again. That was, That's what this episode was for. Yeah. This was the right. info dump episode. Yeah. Yes. Number three. But in number three, we have a thing where Lilith, who doesn't like her, takes her to a room to train her. Mm-hmm. And she does this deal where she pretends that demons are attacking, you know, to see what um, Ava it, will do. Yeah. There's so many names. I was going to call her I Shannon. Know. I was going to call her Ariella. Uh, 
and she freaks out and she uses her um, shadow cat ability to like run through the wall and she yes. gets stuck. Yeah. And there's another um, Mother Superior character. Yes. Uh, who doesn't like her mm-hmm. for the reasons. She didn't train for this. You know, she's too old to begin the, the Jedi training. Like she's, she's, has she's no not respect. up for this. She's, she's not, not religious. religious. She's, right. She's not worthy. And so she basically is just like, help yourself oh oh you think you you don't understand you don't get what, what what's at stake here that sort of thing then the nice guy priest who we'll never talk about him again so i'll get this out of the way he's terrible <laughs> he's <laughs> not a good actor and i'm not trying to be like um culturist or racist but i couldn't understand what he was saying half the time i had trouble understanding yeah. him too so i feel better um you saying that well we can be racist together and wow. so he comes in and he's like hey outside now to the mother superior and i'm like we're going to have to suffer through a scene with them, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So then the nice nun, the very young nice nun is like, oh, it's okay. Our, uh, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, it's okay, Ava. Then we cut outside to a scene between the nice priest and the mean mother superior. Mm-hmm. Guess what that scene is about? I don't like her. Yeah. You should give her a chance. She hasn't earned this. We knew all that. When before we went outside, yes, and yes. these these three episodes are full of scenes like that. I know there is about there is two there. I bet this was a movie treatment that couldn't get sold as a movie, and then Netflix is like, sure, and they went. It kind of feels that write way. Write some extra scenes, and then now it's a ten episode. Uh, and and this is telling too. I hate when streaming shows go maybe whenever it wants, and they have like an hour and a half episodes. That's not how you do it. No, but the episodes of this are like yeah. forty minutes, which yeah. is like we don't have enough material to fill right. here. Right, I think so. If if what you're proposing is true, like if they were like, uh, it's, it's going to be a movie, and then they're like, oh, let's let's make it uh, a TV series instead. Um, they 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 decided to spread everything out, but I it doesn't feel like they they really thought about like what comes in at what point um with 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 the tv show and the reason i'm saying that is it takes forever for her to find out what is going on and 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 it's not that the first two episodes were uninteresting i'm not saying that (laughs) but this is supposed to be about warrior nun yeah and but it's not it's like teen drama it had a very teen drama feel to me about a yes. girl who falls in with, uh, you know, international uh, European criminals. Uh, who, who I don't know if they do anything besides. Are like, also sensitive and fun. Right. But how do they. And they take drugs. But well, like. You know, they're, but they like. They're they, they, they like hack into like rich people's accounts somehow, figure out when they're on vacation <sighs> and like they're going to stay at their house. Yeah. Uh, but in, I, I don't know. During that. All they do is just laze around this giant house yes. and have fun. And if you're going to spend, you know, it's not, they're not an hour, but like an hour doing that uh, until we move to the next part where she is sort of absconded by the, um, the by the warrior nuns to learn yeah. her true nature. Yeah. You, you could do it. Do a little heist that goes wrong. Do a, right. do a thing where have they're doing a heist, but have her. You know, save them or something. They're like, you know what? She's okay. Instead of, just, but you could have done anything with that. But instead, it's just her. Just, people talking. They're just talking. They do one thing where they go to a, a party and she sees, you know, these wraith demons that are also yes. part of the mythology, 
and it doesn't so many of the, of the things something would happen in this the scene goes on way too long then something happens and you go what's that going to lead to cut to the next day yes what was the show that we watched recently that was like that it's like oh I can't wait to see where this goes and it was like next day and you're like what that, that's a huge yada 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 there was something going on there right huh. um wow I'm it, trying well, it's not waste time trying okay to figure it, I, I can't think of it right now um yeah, it was weird. And then there was like, I think it was in the, the, the second episode where there's the big party dinner thing at um, uh, Ar- 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 whatever it's called, Ar- Arctech. Ar- 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 um, and uh, Shotgun Mary, which we learn, you know, that's her name in this. Uh, Mary is Shotgun Mary. Um, she she shows up there. <laughs> okay, I know what you're doing. Uh, and 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 we see her, you know, park her bike, and she says something to the guard who's eyeing it, and she's like, rah, rah, you know, whatever. Don't even look at right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I I liked her. I thought I thought they were, um, they were the valet guys. Yes. Because they're yes. like, doing it. she's like, don't even look at yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I, I like yeah, this she character. Was, she was the best. Part I, of I liked the actress. Um, that was great. Um. But it was just, it was weird how they plotted everything out and they, the way that they showed it to us. Because then we go back to the party and the cardinal guy is talking to the guy who used to be with the church. And then we get like an entire presentation by the head of the company about like now I can create portals or something like that. <laughs> yep, yep. This entire time, Mary has not arrived at the party. No. Uh, we don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have an entire conversation in... in so much time has passed. Then later we see Mary arrive at the party and the guy who used to work for the church who now works for Arctech is talking to the mercenary who yes. was in charge of the mercenaries who they fought the night before. Who killed Shannon. Well, they it resulted in Shannon's death, yes, although he wasn't right. necessarily totally guilty of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and she and she's walking in. And, yes. he, and I don't want a show to talk down to me, but you she pauses by the door then we have this like three or four minute scene between these two guys yes and then she walks past and you're like well shouldn't she have heard that yeah now it turns out she did hear that because she kidnaps the leader of the mercenaries and talks to him in the next episode but it doesn't give you any indication that that's true no and these are all the bike all that stuff is filmed separately you could literally drop that in wherever Wherever. you wanted to yes but it doesn't yeah there's also um was it oh man there was one continuity thing that i had a real question about um but there's a thing that you pointed out which was the whole third episode the good guy priest is making her read the history of ariala for to have her understand like what's at stake and her legacy and he says that there is a trans so it's all in spanish or maybe latin in this big book he gives her but there's also a translation and it seems like the translation is in the book like it's i swear he pointed at the book yeah the like first there's scene two where it happens. you know two different on either page yes. or, or whatever yeah but in the last scene where she re- finally finishes the story she's in front of the book but she's holding up a piece of a4 paper yes and you're like where did that come from and i'm like I th- maybe it's the script <laughs> but it wasn't like a framing situation where maybe she was just reading that off of a script page and then it would be cut out and what it turns out was is that right after they finish the story and you think okay maybe she gets it he goes to talk to somebody's like oh so, so, so we, we, we did something something and he turns around and Ava has fled and yes. she's written on the back of this piece of paper you know I want to live basically like great story but I, I'm, I'm going to die if a demon's coming after me, so I got to go. And like, 
that's all well and good, but you introduced this piece of paper at the very end of this just so she could write on it, I want to live. Yeah. And it just... It, why would she be it, reading the story off of not, it? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, she could just grab a post-it note off of the desk. Yes! Saying, you know? yeah, yes! Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's these are little things. Yes. Here's my final verdict. Okay. Thumb in the middle. Okay. I know you're going to keep watching this. And if it gets <laughs> good, let me know and I'll okay. jump back in. Because right. I am intrigued. I yes. think there are enough elements, and I think it's made well enough. Uh-huh. And I think it's interesting, too, that like almost all the cast is um, it's Spanish or Portuguese. And there are a couple. Um, the scientist lady is Dutch. Like It's a very international cast, which I, cool. which I find very interesting. Yeah. Um, but if these weird bad pacing things and weird decisions and, and, and just kind of lack of forward momentum continue, I, I don't have any interest in it. I understand. What do you think about the main girl? I liked her. I yeah. thought she was good. I, I hate you, the VO. You, oh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the I VO. I have not seen the Twilight movies. Does Bella talk to herself in her head? I can't remember. That's okay. Um, um, because when I hear VO, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And so far, no good reasons. Um, a yeah. woman who was paralyzed for a long time and now can walk is not going to talk out loud. And so maybe we want to get her feelings about it. And I, that makes sense, I think. But later on, it's just a lot of Bella-esque things where she's like, oh boy, look at this girl. Some nuns yelling at her. And the nun's like, don't you know that this is the Dewey Decimal System or whatever? And she's like, I bet it is. Oh no, did I say that out loud? Yeah, She right. did that a couple times in three episodes. That's true. Like, you like that doesn't cute? need to continue. Yeah. yeah, I think they are trying to be cute. I got a little bit. I got uh, Amelia Clark's little sister. Amelia Clark's little sister. I half half Daenerys Targaryen. Uh huh. Half Jennifer Lawrence with just a dusting of Carrie Mulligan. That's what I got. Oh, for the actress. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could see that. Um. And. Uh, that ain't good. All three of those things. They're they're they're, they're not make great me actors. Want to live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I think I liked the 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 actress who was uh, Shotgun Mary more. Um, she was good. But uh, I like the fact. And again, we didn't read forward into more um, source material. But right. uh, I like the fact that the demon is called a Tarasque, which definitely translates to something in Latin. But the Tarasque is famous as the worst monster in D anD. <laughs> It has it has like 255. It has the maximum amount of hit dice. Okay. It is as big as four city blocks, and it takes like a week to kill. You know, if you want to like attack and destroy it, and so. Okay. I, the, you know, Ben Dunn. Ben Dunn. It, it's literally Ben Dunn. Uh, is he's such a nerd that like I can imagine him putting that in his book. I could see that too. I'm not sure how a Netflix show would have got there without help from from the book. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any. Uh, from what we read from the source material, there's there's not necessarily a connection to to D and D specifically. Yeah. So, huh? Do you think the little boy is going to be like the little boy in um, the oh, comic? Maybe in that because again we didn't read for it, so maybe the little boy is a is a main character. I don't know, but the she sees a little boy who looks too too similar to the to, little boy from Diego, the orphanage who is her friend in yeah. the orphanage yeah uh, who is being held in this facility uh yeah do we think we'll find out that he is being experimented on and i don't know if he has a chip in him but he somehow is going to facilitate their use of portals which um, portals in hell 
uh, are we doing Doom? What, what's going on here? Yeah, right. Um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, um, especially since it's in the source material. Um, yeah. So it would almost be like, why else is he there? They're obviously doing some sort of experiment on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, he's locked up. I don't think she's... I mean, I guess the only other option is that he's some sort of demon. <laughs> you know what Very I mean? Cool. Because um, demon boy, right? Because she and can see demons. Shark girl. But but I, other than that, I don't think that she's hallucinating. Hallucinating. You know yeah. what I mean? So there are some great. There's some great writing in this. There's some more bad writing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they take place in the same scene. There was a thing where we got the only interesting thing that the nice guy priest ever did was he is um, really uh, he is striving with himself over this situation where yeah. they're under attack, they've lost this halo, and they have to go get this girl. And if the girl doesn't cooperate, they have to take the halo from her. And she might die. And they're going to kill somebody, basically. Yeah. And so he goes to a bar and he orders a drink. But he, he says it's to look at. And yes. so you go, oh, there's a little, little backstory for this guy. Interesting. Uh-huh. And then the bartender goes, you know, priest i'm a bartender we got the same job we both listen i'm like stop 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 oh you you put a a lampshade on you ruined it like yeah right that's not a terrible it's been done Uh, it's not a terrible uh comparison to make but they just ram it home to make sure that you get it and i don't think that they necessarily needed to do that i think they could have written it in such a way you know you and there's look no like reaction. something is weighing on you there's no reaction. Like what if he something? was really this is where you t- get, you cast a good character actor and you really push it like he's you know i can hey mr padre i've dealt with i've been a bartender for 25 years i've yeah. seen everybody come in here one time a guy came in he was getting divorced and he walked out and he re- renewed his vows or whatever right I can right take right you've got and he's like all right, as he plays with the drink with the ice in it. What if I told you that demons were real and they could cut you open and they want to come through portals and destroy everything? And yeah. Guy, and they, you know, you come into the guy and the guy's like, okay, finish up your drink. Right? <laughs> you know, you're like, get it. You know, just do, but. That would have been so much better. But the better, show's not interested in that. Yeah. I don't think the show really gets humor because the girl no, just I don't think is a really motor does. mouth and just we're just throwing everything in the wall and her little puns and things don't really stick. And at one point, the nice, <coughs> excuse me. The nice, <laughs> the nice young nun is talking because yes. uh, I don't remember all the nuns. Names mean either. Mother Superior has bollocked out uh, Ava, and then yes. she, the nice young nun, is like, "Don't worry about it. Nobody really likes her." You know, <laughs> I know what you're we call say her too. Corella to Jesus. Uh huh. And I'm like, that's first of all, she doesn't have a coat made of dog fur. That was already a pun. Corella Deville. Devil, yes. a cruel devil. Yes. All you did was just break up and ruin the pun yes. by doing that. Yeah. Think of something else. Right. That wasn't good. No. So, yeah, you let me know if this is any good. Okay. Going forward or not. All right. <laughs> recommend? Fair. Um, I would recommend it. Oh, I'm. Of I, you would. I know. I'm intrigued to see where it will go. Um. I will um I will definitely um you know let you know if it gets any better. Um I have to say going back to Sabrina, I think I like Sabrina more than this, but <laughs> I'm going to double down. Hey, they both Sabrina. have a sexy Latinx uh love interest. Yeah. 
yeah, um, that is true. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, La- a sexy Latinx. Uh, and this is progress. A sexy Latinx love interest is the new uh, sexy uh, blonde uh, Chad surfer dude love interest, right? Yeah, I guess. Or 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 a Jake Ryan type. Uh, yeah, I mean, right? uh, it, it, it's sixteen it's, candles. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. Um, a, a guy who would go, "Hey, you want to rape this girl? Go ahead." <sighs> <laughs> That movie's got problems, man. It certainly does. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's it. <laughs> that is uh, Warrior Nun, uh, Ariel of the comic, and Warrior Nun, the Netflix series. Yes. Six Hail Marys and work on your jokes. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Gosh, one day we're going to get back down to an hour. Uh, that would be great. Anytime uh, soon? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be anytime soon either, but we can do our best. But let's not think about that too much. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on social media. You can find us at Just Enough Trope in any old place that you're looking for us. Look for Just Enough Trope, Facebook, Twitter, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Also, we're on all the streaming services. And we say this every time, but we really do mean it. If you are on a streaming service that accepts reviews and ratings, yes, please give them to us. Yes, please. Let me be your dog. <laughs> just, just give us a rating. Yeah, take yeah. two seconds. Yes. How, how about this? We'll, we'll we'll call you out in the show. Five stars. Yeah. Good. Right. In the rating. Yes. Good. <laughs> just say we're good. We say we're good. That's it. It doesn't have to be complicated. Right. But we need ratings. Yes. We need to let people know that uh, we have a real complicated <laughs> but sometimes entertaining show here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and to that end, please give us five soccer jerseys. Uh, she gets blown through yeah, a wall Yeah. in a scene that I do not understand what's happening. She gets hit by a truck, mm-hmm. thrown through a wall, and she passes through the wall. But yes. show the wall... Right? She gets hit by a truck. Chaotic. Then you cut to the inside of a sporting goods shop. Yeah. Quick establishing shot. Cut to the corner. Watch her pass the effect that she's swirly and she comes through the wall. Yeah, yeah. Then take out a line of sporting goods. I thought that she busted through the wall and like bricks and and plaster, you know, were like flying. It wasn't. It was just. It wasn't very clear. shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then later on, she's like, I can pass through walls. I'm like, anybody can pass through walls if they're hit by a truck. I didn't really get what was going on. Yeah, right. But right. she has shadow cat powers. We eventually uh, figure it out. Right. But that's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But be clear. Give yes. us five stars. <laughs> that's how you can be clear that you approve of this this monster, this rough beast that, that, that slouches toward Bethlehem. <laughs> We'll be back in the future next week, in fact, to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs>